We've got to figure out what to do about the Dracula problem. As if we have the power to defeat the Dark Master, Bader. I've just been plagued with all these weird sexual metaphors. Why are you wearing a scarf? I always wear scarves. You have never worn a scarf in your life. Let's see the neck. I have an embarrassing neck scratch from uh, the cat. Two deep punctury scratches. It's not my fault. He's all hypnotic and pale and Eurovision-y. Well, I, for one, think you've made great choices. Ooh, a bug. <clears throat> I think we might be in trouble here. This week, the Buffy Gaze fangirl for the Dark Prince as we discuss Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 5, Episode 1, Buffy vs. Dracula. We'll try to resist the thrall as we break down the episode and share some behind-the-scenes trivia. We'll also try to refrain from eating bugs as we rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moments of the episode while trying to collect the 11 pounds Dracula owes us. So rent out your local castle, door dash some boxes of special dirt, and watch your step in this week's episode of... A A Buffy Buffy Gaze! Bat! Bat! As we're thinking, bat! (laughs) Hello! Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth, we invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze! Hello, Kyloicious. You use that one too much, Zachary. I'm going you to challenge cannot, you. You cannot. You say Zachary every time. Yeah, but I'm not the one who's made it a thing to do something different all the time. You're so. a thing. <laughs> you, I'm going to challenge you to never use Kyloicious again. That isn't Kyloicious. Kyloicious. Not end it with an ishious. It's different. <laughs> Welcome back for season five, everyone. We hope you listened to our bonus episodes, but you, if you did not. That's fine. Yeah, You're I back understand. with us. I frequently skip bonus episodes and stuff. I ne- I don't skip any episodes. Well, it depends ever. on what it's about, too. Never. I will I listen if I like a podcast, I listen to every episode. Mm. I but I also don't listen to a lot of podcasts that don't have like co- a conversational tone. Mm. So like if I I'm not one of those people who's like if you go off topic, I don't like your podcast. I skip through it. Blah 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 blah. I'm not one of those people. I I, I like to hear it all. So if it's mm. like a like a science versus and it's like uh the science of moldy bread, I might be like, "Eh, I don't care that much about moldy bread." But anything with a more conversational tone, bonus episodes, baby. Mm. Mm. Bone us. And that was my dissertation. Thank you very much. Mm, you're welcome. <laughs> anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed them. If you didn't listen to them or didn't enjoy them, we're glad you're back. 
And we're in season five, baby! Yes, here we are. This is my Buffy bread and butter, I tell you what. Buffy bread and butter. Uh, this uh, this episode is the line between uh, my nostalgic Buffy and my uh, less nostalgic Buffy. I am a later season girly. Later season girly, because you started watching season four, right? Season six. Six. That No, if if it, if I had started season four, the line would have been in season four, but it's not. It's mm. season five. <laughs> oh, so we've crossed into the nostalgia. Yes, we've crossed into... There are so many things that are going to happen this season that like set up things that make me mis- nostalgic for Buffy. Mm. I'm so happy. All right. All right, Zach, do you have any triviums for Buffy versus Dracula? <laughs> A couple of triviums, yes. <laughs> uh, so, Buffy versus Dracula first aired on Tuesday, September 13th, 2000. No, what? September 26th. 2000. I don't know why I said 13th. You know, sometimes you just have the date. That's fine. <laughs> yes, that's what I did. Um, and the episode was directed by David Solomon. So uh, we've Welcome seen, back. seen him around the podcast before. I mean, well, not him personally, but <laughs> his work. Um, well, welcome back, David Solomon. We're glad and, you could uh, be yeah, here. Yeah, surprise, special <laughs> guest. Uh, anyway, no, just kidding. Um what else do we have here? Oh, so like uh, uh, when they were writing this episode, I guess they originally just envisioned just kind of a vampire who, <laughs> this is something from Marty Noxon, who just rode a horse and was all cool. <laughs> That's so funny. And uh, she said she kept saying like Dracula. And then Joss Whedon was like, why not Dracula? He's public domain. Right. So, um, oh, and another fun thing is that Freddie Prince Jr. was originally going to Oh, that would have been really cool. Very interesting. I mean, not that um, the actor Rudolph Martin, who did play him, didn't do a great job. Isn't this the same actor from a Dracula movie that was coming out around this time? Yeah, I think it's a mini series called Vlad the Impaler. They like ended up sort of like doing a cross promotional thing for it. I think. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Or no, it's called. Oh, I have this here. It's called Dark Prince, colon, the Bader. true story of Dracula, Bader. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's see. What else have we got here? Um, so we have a fun, um, I don't know if you'd call it a callback or a payoff of the line that Tara says in uh, The Dream in Restless to Buffy. Uh-huh, be back before dawn. Uh or no, else. Uh, you oh. think you know what you are, what is to come. You oh, yes, yes, begun. yes. Dracula uh-huh. verbatim says that. I forgot, I forgot about that one. Um, let's see, what else do we have? Oh, we have a change on the stunt team. Uh, Michelle Waitman and Melissa Barker have replaced Sophia Crawford as Sarah uh-huh. Michelle Gellar's stunt double. There so, are all sorts of rumors about why that yeah, happened. So that that change, this is a the end of an era. Uh huh. So the fighting will probably look a little different because they also changed stunt coordinators. Mm-hmm. The stunt mm-hmm. coordinator was Sophia Crawford's husband, I think. Yes. Um. Let's see. Oh, to the credits, we have a couple of changes. So, um. Amber Benson is now credited as Tara under her name. Uh-huh. And Emma Caulfield is or Emma Caulfield Ford is added to the opening credits yes. for the first time. Nay Caulfield. Mm-hmm. And let's see, what else do we have? Oh, the guy, the Rudolph Martin, the guy that played Dracula, mm-hmm. 
um, he and Sarah Michelle Gellar had been on All My Children, yeah, All My Children together, and they played like people. They were in a relationship. Uh huh. Uh huh. Which I thought was funny. And of course, this marks the premiere of Michelle Trachtenberg as unnamed girl, <laughs> right? As Buffy's sister, sister, and so, <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, yeah. Th- I I always forget that she was on All My Children. Uh huh. And it's such a such Which an is, interesting thing. Yeah, because in there is like it's very interesting that this Buffy's sister is also a former soap actor. Cause what was she on? So is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, I want to say, I can't remember. I can't remember what it is, but she has a daytime Emmy for it. Mm, neat. Um, let's see. There was this discussion on IMDb about, so it says that Riley says he's been living in Sunnydale for a couple years now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, that implies that the initiative was active since at least season three. And I was like... Not necessarily. I guess yeah, it's like I mean, not necessarily. The, like he could it's, have joined when they came to Sunny. This also made me think of something. What is Riley doing now? Like, is he just I ass- hanging? I out? would assume that he's still a grad student. But so was he really a grad student? Yeah, I think he was. I mean, For like Rizzo Maggie Rio? Walsh was really a professor. So anyway, I just wondered about that. And then let's see, what else do we have? Um. So the first um, sister that you kind of see peeking out, I think, is played by actress Jennifer Slimco, uh-huh. uh, who also plays uh, a character in Five by Five, uh, Ooh. the episode of Angel, right? Or is that yes? Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> unidentified Romanian woman. Sarah Michelle Gellar was also on All My Children from ninety three to ninety five, and yeah, she was in I at said. least one episode in twenty eleven. Oh, I thought you what? Yeah, I thought I I said that they both were our former soap actors, and then you. I said, had previously said before that that Sarah Michelle Gellar was on All My Children. But then, oh, I thought you were saying Michelle Trachtenberg was. No. So, yeah, that fact again well, was that Rudolph Martin, who plays Dracula in this episode, and Sarah Michelle Gellar played like partners in uh, an episode or a run on I guess you continued something you were saying before I started talking about Michelle Trachtenberg because I was I really wondered why you just kind of jumped in with Michelle Trachtenberg I was like oh I don't know I felt like saying something anyway um, (laughs) there's not really anything about I imagine a lot of stuff about her is going to be in the next episode since she was only in this episode for two I just wanted to bring it up um so yeah oh so when this aired in Australia, th- this was actually shown as this season four finale cliffhanger. And people in Australia had to wait three months to find out who Dawn was. Damn. <laughs> or That's cold. That girl at the end. Unnamed. Oh, spoilers, spoilers. Ah. X, 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 X. All our, all our people who haven't watched I, the show It's got to be in the credits somewhere, right? Like, it has to be. Mm. I wasn't paying attention. I meant to look at the credits to see to look for Michelle Trachtenberg, and I kept forgetting. Well, anyway, I ca- I would be so mad. Right, me too. Especially when I found out that Americans just had to wait like a week. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah, let's see. Do-do-do. So this is the third vampire to drink from Buffy that we know of. Yes. Um. She's previously bitten by the Master. Uh, back in Prophecy mm-hmm. Girl and Angel, which is referenced here, 
They only reference the one, really. Is it? I don't know. It, it's kind of unclear whether they're talking about Angel or the Master. <laughs> That's true. And I think the Master actually bit her on the other side. Did he? I might be wrong about that, but I feel like I remember like she's facing the camera, and he is on the audience's right. And in this episode, the uh, the scar is, is on facing the camera. Maybe. I, well, no. I thought didn't he bite her from behind? No, it was like they were hugging, I think. Oh, wasn't okay. It? Oh, well, maybe I'm maybe wrong. not. I, I can't remember. remember. <laughs> I can't either. Clearly not. Um. So, oh, this is the first time that we actually see Giles get bitten by a vampire. Oh, he On, gets bitten. Yeah, by the sisters' girl. I didn't see him get bitten. He has a little blood all over him. Huh. All right. <laughs> and uh, let's see. Did you? Yeah, you think they were just making out with him the whole time? Mm, kind of seemed like right. it. <laughs> Let's see. Do, 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 do. I always imagine that your trivia is in like some document where you've done some like elaborate uh, like scavenger hunt f- to make sure you're able to like to get to everything because you always see like you never it never seems like you're just scrolling down to the next thing. You're like, okay, I need to find this next thing. Well, I kind of scan some of it because some of it I want to just say throughout the uh-huh, show uh-huh, and uh-huh. some of it i want to it's just here. really funny i'm like imagining you have this elaborate and system i take all the notes before for the trivia before and i don't sometimes i put them in my actual like uh-huh, in the uh-huh. show notes but i usually don't that's it i think for now all right well do you want to give our disclaimer before we get into our first episode of season five yes we are about to do our segment where we do our deep dive into the episode and share our thoughts and feelings but if you haven't seen the show before you needn't be as scared. You needn't. For we shall only talk about what has happened up through the end of this episode, and we shall only allude to future events with the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest. So let's get the fuck going. We start with Buffy laying awake in bed next to Riley. She gets up and we cut to her running through the graveyard after a vampire. They have a little struggle. She stakes him, and she seems really in her element. She's being very ferocious and uh, really uh, cutthroat with this vampire. And then we see her return to bed, and Riley embraces her in his sleep before we cut to the intro. This is very different Mm -hmm. from previously. Yeah. Also, I noted that there is no previously. Yes, there is no. We are not reminded of anything in season four. We would rather forget. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. Um, But Um, yeah, I really like this. I like how they there is no dialogue. Oh yeah, because we're used to Buffy like quipping with the vampires Mm -hmm. and getting that kind of first taste of the season that way. And this one, I don't. This might be the only one where there's just. No speech. It's just right. The, the only season opener. I mean, uh huh. And it's also like the last three seasons have started with like a couple people bantering in the graveyard, basically. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's very interesting. And also, this is the first season premiere that doesn't have Buffy like having some like weird identity struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just kind of on the top of her game in this episode. Well, but she's also still clearly going through something. I yeah. feel like. Uh, it really, it's a very, um, to be cheesy, show don't tell moment. Right. Because there's so much that she just does by like her face and really like subtle moments where like, mm-hmm. cause she gets back into bed and she's like satisfied, right? She kind of goes to sleep, but she still has that look on her face. Like something's off. There's, right. Like this, 
dissatisfaction. So it's more like just in the way that something's always going on and not like a big catastrophic like I have run away from home, etc. Well, like a def- thing. Well, because a defining Buffy thing is like I am the one. Yeah, it's just me. And so, like, this is really highlighting that kind of loneliness. Yeah. But also, like, uh, there's, like, that element of, like, faith, faithiness. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the character faith uh, in her slaying now. Mm. It's very interesting. Well, right, because so she's more... Um, she's embracing it a lot more. I was going to say, I don't want to... I, I sort of want to say animalistic, but there is, like a kind of like ferocity to it right yeah exactly like she's a little bit wilder and stuff for feeling this Mm -hmm. and we don't know at the time but we find out later in the episode this has been kind of going since the uh enjoining spell right so uh after the intro we cut to buffy and riley kaying playing catch on the beach excuse me and uh at some point, Riley's like, anyone tell you the quarterback throws like a girl? Because they're like, she's pretending they're on their separate football teams or whatever. Right. And she's like, what the fuck? And so she <laughs> throws it at him. Wrote, she's like, bitch. Yeah, right. And it like ends up breaking the football. And he cutesily attacks her while the other Scoobies watch. Mm. Yeah, well, because she throws it at him so hard that it knocks him down. Right. Which is really funny. Uh, um, they really like a beach opener for the seasons. Like, didn't this happen in her dream and Anne, too? She wasn't, didn't, isn't that oh. where she dreamed she was on the beach with Angel? Yeah, that went, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> but what, was it the first thing we saw? It wasn't the first thing we saw, no. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, they like a beach moment for the beginning of the season i also read something that pointed out that this is like the only time you really see like the young scooby or maybe the first time that you've really seen the young scoobies just like out like at the beach right like having fun somewhere yeah Uh i agree uh the last time might have been the zoo in season one (laughs) right but even then something funky happened i mean we get the storm but like nothing inherently evil happened. and that was part of the school day too so Right. They're so, just chilling out. Oh, there was the time that they watched that uh, that Bollywood movie. In well, it's them and their like, significant others. Ah, gotcha. Was gotcha, the gotcha. other caveat of that. Gotcha. So, yeah, they're just having fun. They're making little quips. Uh, and the <laughs> Tara and Willow talk about how exertion can cause stinkiness, and so they better just kind of well, lay around. Well, it's it kind of bounces around because Xander is like <laughs> the thing about shouldn't relaxing involve less exertion? Yes, and right. Anya's the exertion can lead to stinkiness and then Tara comes in with the which can lead to the pain and heartbreak of stinkiness better to just stay put and then Willow has the line about well I guess that's why we're the sidekicks so <laughs> I was like oh well you got over that fast yeah right like, exactly big mad about it last season very anyone remember fear itself or uh, uh, the Yoko factor I'm not your sidekick mm-hmm. uh, yeah she she did get over that real quick I also thought it was really funny Tara's just laying there reading tarot cards oh yeah beach. and also <laughs> I did not notice that that is hilarious I love mm-hmm. it uh, very interesting that uh, we just saw Buffy with this new like ferocity in her slaying and now we're talking about how she's you know exerting herself even in her off time mm. while the other scoobies are relaxing and also very interesting that it's buffy and riley both like you know running around being active and stuff on their relaxing relaxing time i wonder why mm-hmm. i wonder if that's very important i'm not mm. sure 
So Xander can't make a fire. I love how he's like, it's nice to know I lack the culinary finesse of a caveman. (laughs) And so Willow lights the fire with her magic as Buffy and Riley uh, come to join them. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buffy's very impressed. She calls it witch foo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Willow's like, that's not a big deal. You just have to balance the elements so that none of them takes over or whatever. And that's when it suddenly begins to storm. And she's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And she really didn't. It was Dracula. Right. Exactly. So um, they're running and screaming from the rain. And then it cuts to this... <laughs> Dracula movie movie opening at night. And there's a castle that has randomly appeared in Sunnydale. Mm. And they even imply in the episode later that it literally just like materialized. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I always actually just kind of thought that it like, that it was like magic or something. Right. That it, it, it was, it just appeared for this. It seems to be. And then there's the guys with the uh, who are trying to deliver the boxes of dirt. Yes. The uh, DoorDash guys. Which, uh, you know, there's tons of fun uh, Dracula isms in this movie and uh-huh. like references, of course, to the story. Um, but every time <laughs> I see them, I hear Keanu Reeves <laughs> in my head because of the um, the Bram Stoker's Dracula starring uh, Gary Oldman and, uh-huh. and Keanu Reeves, and he's like, <laughs> for some reason, they're like, who could do a great British accent? <gasps> Keanu Reeves (laughs) and he's like he's in there and no offense to Keanu Reeves I don't have anything against him but it's like why does he have these boxes of earth (laughs) and it's just like he just sounds like a surfer dude from California that's so funny (laughs) British for some reason (laughs) and and, uh, anyway I always just think about that every time I see the boxes of dirt right so they accidentally drop it it spills out some dirt and they're like it'll be fine and then a hand pops out of this coffin this giant box thing and uh, starts to grab at them, and we cut away. Well, kills the black eye first. Of course, naturally. Um, I did like the line, dirt, man. Rich people are... <laughs> it gets interrupted by <laughs> right, murder, yes. but about to say rich people are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So Willow has just finished, uh, I guess, installing a scanner to Giles's laptop or something, mm-hmm. and they're working together to archive the library. Well, they didn't learn which, from the last time this happened. I was like, first of all, you already did this <laughs> in well, season one. but that was the school yeah but i mean it's not like they had cloud backups back then it was like 1999 right i guess it's all oh yeah oh i bet the database they made that day was destroyed when the school exploded that makes sense so Uh (laughs) so they're doing it again and i guess they're i i hope that they are looking really intently for any strange uh symbols any any demonically possessed books because we can't we can't have a moloch situation again yeah i know that's what i was saying you think they learned their lesson last time right exactly still doing this uh and they don't have jenny around now to i don't know be cute while they fix it right did she do anything in that episode I think they. She was just like, "Hey, I'm a techno pagan." <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's, that's where you find out. Well, uh-huh. didn't she do some kind uh, of spell to like? Yeah, she did something to like weaken him. Or yeah, like, I remember them in the library doing something on a computer. So, just kidding, Jenny. I will not put so, put bad things on your name. You she, did help. She enabled TCP/IP settings on her ritual or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Yes. She uh, leapt over the firewalls. Yes. She. Ex- <laughs> She, she cracked the encryption. Accepted magic cookies. 
Um, so uh, Giles is like, this is really important, blah, blah, blah. Willow's like, doesn't winter seem more like archiving <laughs> season? And I was like, I, sure, whatever you say, Willow. Doesn't seem like it'd be really that different yeah, in California. I, don't, but I think she just doesn't want to do work. But she's like, I'll do it. It's fine. And, uh, <laughs> oh, I love how they mention, she's like, you've been Mr. Project all summer, labeling amulets. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's pretty important. <laughs> yeah, right. Word of values better have a real big sticker on it. Right, exactly. The gem of, a, or no, not the gem of Amara. Uh, maybe it's just the word of values I, th- I was thinking about. But anyway, Giles just sometimes just seem to have these magical artifacts that we do need to be archived. Mm-hmm. We do need to know the names of them. Uh, she draws the line at rubber band balls. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Giles starts to be like, hey, I need to tell you something. Do not tell it to Buffy. And he starts to tell Willow. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. Yes, especially not Buffy. Uh, and he starts to tell Willow that he is planning on going back to England soon because Buffy doesn't need him anymore. And he insists that uh, it's not a complaint. And he's very, qu- he's actually quite proud. Mm-hmm. And Willow protests. She's like, the rest of us still need to be watched. <laughs> Personally, I can't get through the day without a little hairy eyeball. <laughs> it sounds like some kind of, uh, I don't know sounds like an alcoholism thing or something. Right. It's very strange. You need a little hairy eyeball. Uh-huh. And Giles is like, now, don't, don't lie to me, Willow. You guys will be fine. We'll stay in touch. You can call me. And she asks when he's going to tell Buffy. And he just says, soon. It mm. won't be easy, but I know she'll understand. And that's when we cut to Buffy finishing dinner with her mom. Hello, Joyce. Mm-hmm. This scene is really short, too. It is very sh- short, but I'm glad we get to see Joyce. And I, their glasses with the little sunflowers, I'm pretty sure my grandma had some of those same oh. glasses. Or very similar, at least. Perhaps. I don't know. I've seen similar uh, glasses from the early 2000s. Uh, so she's talking with Joyce. She's like, hey, we need to, uh, I need to go patrol, but like, this is nice having dinner with you and we should do it more often. And uh, Buffy suggests that they make a little date out of it. But also, she's trying to run out the door. Yeah, she's like, I gotta go. See ya. Dark, dark equals dinner bell, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, she and just... I, because Joyce is like, it's 8.30. And I was like, is that a weird time for Buffy to be t- patrolling? Yeah, I, she was like, I get maybe it's so early or something compared or something. I like guess. That. I don't know. But yeah, like, uh, it, it it is interesting because she's still trying, like, she's just like so into getting out and hunting, like mm-hmm. she can't even enjoy this time with Joyce and then it sort of seems like she's been back home for summer. Right. Cause she says that line, like it's, I'm going to have to get used to not having you around anymore uh-huh. again or something like that. The house so. is going to be so quiet, mm-hmm. which is very interesting considering the end of the episode. Like I was unsure about whether this person, like what, what the timeline of stuff. And so interesting that Joyce says it's going to be quiet without Buffy around considering mm-hmm the end of the episode right uh so buffy's like it's a total drag and then we cut to her getting her life fighting a vampire Mm -hmm. she loves it uh while she's fighting we see a vampire materializing from the fog and as she stakes the first vampire and starts to walk off she senses him behind her and she sees a very pale long-haired caped vampire <laughs> coming toward her mm-hmm. he says very attractive hunt impressive like, oh excuse no i'm pretty sure he said attractive maybe no. i'm wrong 
<laughs> he did not. He says, such power. Uh, she insists it's just another day on the job, but he has her number. Because uh, he's like, hmm, you seem to like that a lot. Mm. Uh, and he say, he tells her, we're not going to fight. And she's like, uh, you know what a slayer is? And he says, do you? <laughs> and she's like, uh, I think so. What? Uh, <laughs> so she asks who he, he is. And he's like, oh, I thought you knew. I'm Dracula. And Buffy's like, <gasps> get out. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, she's already fangirling. It is really funny. And then we cut to commercial. Yes. And then we see Willow and Xander together walking through the graveyard. <laughs> Willow's like, so Xander, what if someone has a secret and they tell someone else the secret and Xander cuts her off and he's like, everyone knows hmm. Willow. And she's like, I'm not talking about me and Tara. And I was like, is he, does he still think it's a secret after all this right. time? I think it's just really funny that Giles is like, you cannot tell anybody. And then she immediately wants to go tell somebody. Right. Like, well, I mean, I don't <laughs> actually, I don't think she's going to tell Xander. It's big, but she, but yeah. she just can't, like Willow's bad. At, remember in uh, Lie to Me mm-hmm. when <laughs> she had to lie to Buffy about meeting angel and so when she saw buffy at school that day she's like i have to go to the library (laughs) and she just leaves Mm -hmm. like but willow's not great at keeping secrets so she just kind of has to let the excitement out or else she'll burst (laughs) right (laughs) so uh he's like not that i wouldn't be all ears if you wanted to tell me a secret about you two even if it's naughty and i was like go to horny jail xander get the fuck away from here you been can't our, be within Willow within twenty feet of these been lesbians. Been on our screen ten seconds. Right, exactly. <laughs> he just has to immediately be weird and gross. Do you notice how he's wearing like a rhinestone shirt? Yeah, like it's very it's very interesting. It's wicked sparkly. <laughs> wicked sparkly, and we still, as a society, have not since nineteen ninety six grown away from the baggy clothes. It's mm. still happening. Uh, so uh, they're like, "Oh, want to see if Buffy's around?" and then as we like cut away from the scene willow's like so if i was going to tell you (laughs) it's very (laughs) funny uh we cut back to buffy's conversation with dracula and uh she's like wow you're really dracula sure you're not a fanboy i've fought more than a couple of pimply overweight vamps that call themselves lestat and i was like way to be mean to the vampires buffy do you understand the reference yeah lestat Uh Mm uh-huh to the Anne Rice mm-hmm. universe. Miss Anne Rice. I guess they're not all like Spike. Spike's didn't Spike say something about Angel and the Anne Rice routine or something like that? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> some not all vampires hate Anne Rice like Spike does, <laughs> presumably. Uh, so he's like, you know who I am as well as I know without question that you are Buffy Summers. And she's like, you know my name. <laughs> he, he's apparently heard about her throughout the world. And she's like, nah, me, little old me. Golly gumdrops. He calls her a renowned killer. And she protests that term. And she's like, it sounds so. And he says, naked. And she's like, ooh, I want to be naked right but now. But she says, like I paint clowns or something. Which is a uh, <laughs> John, John Wayne Gacy, Gacy. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and he says, uh, she's like, I'm the good, good guy. Remember? And he says, perhaps, but your power is rooted in darkness. You must feel it. Uh, and she's like, you know what? I feel bored. (laughs) And he dodges her trying to stake him and materializes behind her or actually not behind her behind Willow and Xander who have just shown up. She's like, okay, that's cheating. Right. And she's like, you guys have to leave. And they're like, uh, Why would we have to leave this graveyard at night where you, the Slayer, are patrolling? <laughs> right. For what reason could that possibly be? 
<laughs> she's gonna miss out on the double mint mocha. And so she turns them. Yes, she turns them around. Yeah, Xander's like, I was gonna give you a d- ship of my double mint mocha. Buffy doesn't eat on screen, Xander. Uh, I also we were talking about this for some reason the we the cups of ice cream made us really want ice cream even though they're almost certainly just painted brown. <laughs> well, they're not supposed to be ice cream; they're supposed to be mochas. Yeah. Oh, oh, because they came from the espresso pump. See, I was thinking they were like coffee shakes, like frappuccinos. Mm. So anyway, <laughs> and they could be. We don't know. We didn't see inside the cups. So. Dracula or Xander's like this. This can't be Dracula. Blah blah blah. And actually, no. He he. Buffy says nothing about Dracula. Xander's like, ooh, look at the dark prince envy. Blah blah mm-hmm. blah. And Buffy's like, that's Dracula. And he's like, oh, I was just joking around. <laughs> and Dracula's like, I'll do this later. And he turns into a bat and flies around right. their heads. And they're like bat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we cut to Giles's apartment. It's also funny because he like flies at them, turns into a bat, and then comes around to like fuck with them. Yeah, right. And then flies off. That Dracula. Like what an ornery, ornery little bastard. It's so ornery. So ornery. So ornery. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, then we have a debrief meeting with the Scoobies. Yes, they're all fangirling about Dracula. Mm-hmm. And Buffy's like, I can't believe he'd heard of me. And then, of course, Riley is jealous. Immediately, he's like, I couldn't believe it the first 20 times either, but now I'm getting in, I'm starting to realize. And he's like, oh, whatever. She talks about his dark, penetrating eyes and his (laughs) lilty accent. Right. Uh, (laughs) Xander's like, I wonder if he knows Frankenstein. It's not Frankenstein, Xander. It's Frankenstein's monster. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine it like you just write a book about something and it's real, like wild. Like, did Mary Shelley just meet Dr. Frankenstein and his monster? Yep. It's actually it, like, if Frankenstein were actually real. It's actually pronounced Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, Willow is talking about, like, ooh, I bet his eyes were all penetrating and sexy and whatever. And Tara comes up and, like, hands her a soda. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you thought Dracula was sexy? And Willow's like, no, he was bleh, yuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trying to cover up. And Anya's like, yeah, except for the whole tall, dark, and sexy thing. Yucko. (laughs) And Xander's jealous now. Mm. And she's like, oh, we hung out a few times in my demon days. He's pretty cool, you know, from a demon perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Xander says he was no big whoop. And uh, Willow's like, well, what about turning into a bat? And they're like, yeah, why can't he do that anyway? And Giles is like, well, I guess we need to separate fact from fiction to be able to defeat this guy and then willow still <laughs> tries to really like starts trying to lay it on thick to like yes. be like see i just really thought we i really wish giles, giles was here uh-huh. <laughs> uh, don't go anywhere right yes weren't you guys just thinking i wish giles were here and buffy's like actually i was more thinking bat yes <laughs> and so uh they're trying to figure out what to do about him Buffy and Anya think that they should take things slow and that he was not going to fall for the usual stuff. But Riley and <laughs> Riley and Xander, the boy, the jealous boyfriends, think they should kill mm. him as fast as possible. Right. And Riley's like, are you sure you're not just saying this because of his penetrating eyes? <laughs> Buffy's like, there is no penetration. And then she like kind of gets embarrassed a little bit. And she's like, cross my heart. Uh, yeah, I feel like so often you hear like straight people talk about how hard it is to have like a relationship and a marriage and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, maybe don't treat the person you're with like a possession of right. yours. Maybe it's just hard because of straight men. 
Yeah. Maybe straight men are the problem. I just think it's the <laughs> culture where you're just like taught no one could ever possibly speak with somebody without the like the urge to fuck them behind it. Right. Especially well, of like like heterosexual people I feel like are the worst about this, but it's like a, a woman could never talk to a man if she didn't want to fuck him. There's no reason a woman would ever speak to a man if right. wanted to fuck him. And also like there is like drac these are literally Dracula's powers that he's manipulating people with. Right. <laughs> and they're still jealous. Yeah, it's like he's an evil vampire that Buffy is almost certainly about to kill. Right. And he's like <gasps> You thought he was hot. <laughs> so they all get their like stations. Tara and Willow are gonna research on the internet. Giles is gonna check the library. Uh, they're all gonna do their own thing. <laughs> Riley's uh, Buffy is like, I I gotta go sleep. I need to get some rest. But Riley says he's too wired, and uh, he <laughs> declines her invite to bed because that won't lead to rest. Cause sex. Yeah, she wants to rest Riley really hard. Uh, I want to rest you. And so, oh, and also Riley mentions if the initiative was around, we'd be able to find everything on this guy in a few hours. And I'm like, really? I wrote, they didn't seem to know a lot about anything. I wrote they were the initiative was useless. They didn't. So. They literally did nothing. Like they would have just said they couldn't find one demon hybrid inside of like one of their own secret facilities. And they also were like, would have been like vampire with strange metaphysical powers. Probably Unknown. a legend. It probably doesn't yeah. exist. Some like they didn't know the Slayer existed. Like Dracula is probably just some vampire that other vampires make up to like a superhero. Blah blah blah. He's not real. That's all they would have done the whole time. Right. So we end the scene with Buffy saying Dracula Smackula to <laughs> soothe her uh, her boyfriend's ego. Uh, and we cut to Anya and Xander walking home. Anya is gushing about Z- Dracula and how uh, she complimented her by saying a guy she cursed was doomed forever. <laughs> All she did to this guy was make him really fat. fat. <laughs> right. She does say the size of a minivan, which if she actually did, you know, that's just bad. Like that's Probably just means he was slightly overweight. Yeah, probably just means he was a very fat guy in like a regular, because that's what people think is torture. Right. And so... Uh, meanwhile, Dracula is in wolf form up above the, uh, yes, the espresso theater and the espresso pump. And uh, yeah. And like another fun, lots of little calls, callbacks to the story. Because, of course, he transforms into a wolf. Yes. <laughs> and Xander's like, why don't you just sit on top of his crypt and flaunt your neck cleavage? And so they have this s- silly little spat. And Anya's like, I'm not panting. Stop being silly. I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, you're not going to come back to bed, please. <laughs> and But she doesn't because it's White's Day. <laughs> you're right. It's White's Day, and the bleach smell makes her nauseous. Mm. And I was like, Anya can go home sometimes, Xander. Weren't you, like, she was the one complaining about this last season and when, where the wild things are. Mm. Like, okay, come on, let her be alone for, well, like, penis half a second. is injured because she once found someone else attractive. Right, yes, exactly. When she was a demon, like, 300 years ago. Uh, Which, just that behavior, and, like, I know it's not limited to just straight people, like right, it it does happen, I guess, in gay cul- gay relationships too, and queer relationships. It's so gross. Like right. it is annoying. It's just so small, and so it's like this huge insecurity thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't think your partner is like ever noticing how hot other people are, right? And if you if they do, that hurts you. Mm-hmm. Like you need to get to therapy or something. I read a Reddit post one once where. Uh, <laughs> 
someone acknowledging like a nice feature about her ex-boyfriend to her boyfriend was grounds for a breakup for like a <laughs> bunch of the people commenting. So insane. Well, and it's it's also a huge double standard because of course in straight cup relationships the the guy is so allowed to stare at as many women as he wants and that's just men being men. But if a woman I'm looks I'm not jealous of every <laughs> pair of legs you watch go by. Alanis Morissette told us that. Mm, mm. <laughs> she did. It's just a thing called guy. <laughs> that lyric is so silly. Love Elena Smorset. So <laughs> Xander continues to go home and Dracula materializes in front of him. He and he's he acts like he's going to fight this ma- You can't fight a regular vampire, Xander. What the fuck are you doing? Right. Run away! Sometimes you just have to run away. Stop. Uh, and so Dracula does his whole hypnotizing thing on him. He says, Be my emissary, my eyes and ears in daylight. And before he starts giving this whole sh- whole spiel, he shuts Xander up by saying silence. And Xander says, yes, master, like immediately. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, there are some little there are some boys and girls out there who were awakened to something <laughs> throughout the, through that. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Dra- this Dracula whole- does give like a Dom kind of. Uh huh. Don like Twink Daddy Dungeon vibes. Sex Master <laughs> vibe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also like this whole episode is just like everyone like throwing in they're like marty knox and write this kink into the episode <laughs> right <laughs> that's the whole thing and uh and this is the point where uh, xander picks up the role of renfield from yes. the story uh-huh he's under dracula's thrall now and there's lots of little like the the laughter the like <laughs> kind <laughs> yes. of weird laughter uh-huh. and the bug eating and all of that stuff right. that we, you know, that connects him with that character. He eschews excellent spookiness in favor of master. <laughs> you are strange and off-putting. <laughs> yes, I love it Go so away now. much. <laughs> and so Xander, like, for, okay, he turns around, he starts to ask Dracula a question, Dracula's gone, and then he turns around and leaves again. And I was like, why did he turn around? He was coming this direction <laughs> to go home. <laughs> you should be, keep going that way it was very funny it was just easier because the shot was already set up right exactly so we cut to riley entering spike's crypt and uh spike like comes out of a dark area with a crossbow and he says you can't take the initiative out of the boy that's what he sounds like (laughs) (laughs) yep not after the uh the gangbang porno version oh right um (laughs) anyway um i just remembered that i want to watch dracula dead and loving it Oh, okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it <laughs> in a long that. time. So uh, Riley's like, uh, you better put that down unless you're booking for a headache. Ooh, I'm tough because you can't fight back. And so Spike just puts the crossbow down. He's like, a bunch of demons are after me, whatever. And Riley's like, I'll pay you for some information. What can you tell me about Dracula? And Spike's like offended. He's like, Ponzi owes me 11 pounds. Uh, we were friends and then foes. And then he got famous and forgot about his foes or whatever. And so <laughs> Spike has been burned by Dracula. Seems like an ex-lover situation Some, to uh, me. Some light, light homophobia too. Very, yeah, very light. He's a, he's a Ponzi. And bugger. Or he is Ponzi. He is a Ponce. Yes. Bugger as well. Mm. Bugger all. <laughs> but, so, but sex everything. But sex everything. That is right. So... He calls him a glory hound. He's like, he's done a bunch of harm to vampires, more than a slayer. Everyone knows how to kill us. The mirror thing. I was like, <laughs> who, who cares about the mirror thing? 
Because it helps people identify him. I guess, but like, even if you don't know what a vampire is, if you see someone who doesn't have a reflection, you're like, what the fuck is up with this? (laughs) So, uh, he's like, they're they're all tricks. He like denigrates his powers. He's like, why do you, why do you even want to know? And uh, he's like, well, it's Riley's like, well, he's in Sunnydale and Spike assumes he's here for Spike, but he's actually here for Buffy. And he's like, well, I, and I want to find him before he gets another shot on her. And uh, Spike's like, well, he's not going to nap in a crypt. He talks about how high maintenance he is. And Riley's like, so I should check out some mansions. And Spike's like, no, let Buffy do it. Right. He's like, you, uh, he's got to have his luxury state and his bug eaters and his yes. special dirt. Uh-huh. <laughs> Denny. And, uh huh. Denny. Denny. Yeah, well, the way you said it made it sound like Spike has concern for Riley, but he's clearly oh no, yeah, doing no. this to be manipulative. Yeah, and, he's like, uh, let let your super girlfriend do it, and you like be safe, right? <laughs> yeah, he's poking fun at Riley because he doesn't like him for for you know good reason as far as Spike is concerned. Right. Well, we we're already seeing like the whole like the the just shitty boyfriend thing of like. I have to hold my girlfriend back because it makes my wee wee feel small because she's so strong. Yeah. And Riley also uh, helps the audience to remember that the reason Spike isn't being killed, which is that he's harmless now, which is, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know that we actually, I, we have, we have evidence that he can still be very harmful, but you still won't kill him. And (laughs) I'm just, I, I guess it's just going to (laughs) continue. It's just going to keep on going. Right. So uh, he's like, you're never going to find him. Not before he gets to her. We cut to Buffy, who's asleep in her room. I call this Buffy Wistenra. Wistenra? Is that a character? Last name. Lucy's last name in the story. Ah, gotcha. Because this is basically how he feeds on her. Gotcha, gotcha. She she sort of has like a Lucy slash Mina role in this. uh, Mostly Lucy, though, because she like wears the scarf to try to hide the bite marks and Uh everything anyway so some fog rolls into her window i'm sure it's purely natural she wakes with a start and dracula is there Uh, and he's like "Ooh, you're magnificent uh you're different kindred and she's like i'm not kindred with you and uh he tells her to pull her hair back and she obeys and shows him her scarf and he, she's like, this isn't how I usually fight. I'm so horny. <laughs> He's like, uh, he says, oh, you think you can just, uh, oh, sorry. That's what she says. You can, you think you can just waft in here? And he says, I've yearned for you, for a creature whose darkness rivals my own. A lot about Buffy's internal darkness here. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's going to be thematically relevant. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? He says, you have been tasted because he sees her scar. She's like he was, and Dracula says unworthy. He let you go, and he he really could be talking about either Angel or the Master here. Mm-hmm. I really I really have no idea. Uh, and he says, but his embrace, his bite, you remember. Uh, do not fight. I can feel your hunger, and so he bites her on her scar, and we cut to black as we hear Buffy's sexy gas. You also could like be forgiven for being like, how the fuck did he get in her house? Uh huh. Because. We never saw him get invited. Of course, it gets explained later, but... Right. She had the window open. (laughs) She left her window open. Yeah. Like, why did she do that? Anyway. It's California. 
I mean, I'm sure they would have just said anyway that, like, the fog rolled in through the crack in the window. But, like, there are lots of demons here that aren't vampires. Don't leave your windows open when you sleep, Buffy. I Jesus. just don't think a window is going to do much. Sure. It's like a door. Like, right. Yeah, they could just, like, break through it, the, I guess. It's a false sense of security. Uh-huh. You know, you're, to, you're right. You're right. Sorry to put that on anybody listening, but... <laughs> well, I mean, for normal people with like nor who are uh, worried about just people coming in their house, like it's just a. I mean, you can break a window, but it is hard. So like, right. And anyway, leave your window shut when you sleep. You're not Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so Buffy wakes up the next morning, and she it kind of seems like she thinks it's a dream at first, but then she notices the bite mark in the mirror. Mm. And then we cut to Giles's. Uh, Xander takes the jelly donut that Riley offers to Buffy. And she d- she is not into it. And I wonder if he's super into this. I mean, Xander would always be into a jelly donut, I'm sure. But like, he seems a little bit extra into it. And well, I'm it's funny because it because well, the, the visual jelly. gag is it looks like blood. Yeah, exactly. And then That's she's exactly like, what Ooh, I was no. And then he's like, Give Ooh, yeah. He's like licking it like. <laughs> he's like rimming it like uh. Buffy's like daddy no and <laughs> Xander's like daddy yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and so Willow and Tara have all these Dracula factoids and Xander's like he says like that's enough to fight the dark master and everyone looks at him Bader <laughs> <laughs> nice save and they're like oh Xander's just being weird again also, Willow is still horny for Dracula. Yeah, she's really listing funny. his turn-ons and turn-offs, and she mentions long, slow bites that last for days. Mm-hmm. Everyone, everyone's all in, w- wants to get in Jack. Oh my gosh, everyone wants to get in Dracula's pants. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Riley's and like silky, silky pants. <laughs> Those silky, expensive pants. His silky drawers. (laughs) Riley is like, oh, he likes to live in style. And Xander's like, but he's smart. He's probably laying low. Willow disagrees with Xander. Mm. And uh, they're like, okay, we need to check the nicer places. Don't you think, Buffy? And she snaps out of some kind of funk that she's in. And she's like, yeah, whatever. What else did you get? And Giles is like, well, actually, it was Willow who got everything. And Willow's like, only because you gave me super pointers. Mm-hmm. She's like protesting. She's like, Giles, please stay. Right. Yeah. The try hardness of Willow to get Giles to stay is really sweet. Mm-hmm. Is she ta- so she talks about how he uses his mental powers to draw his victims in. And he wants like to have a connection with his victims. And she's like, didn't you feel it, Buffy? And Buffy's like, no, mm-mm, I didn't feel anything. And <laughs> Xander says, I think you're drawing a lot of conclusions about the Holy Prince. And they look at him again. Bader. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's so funny. It's also really funny that Xander just acts so weird all the time. They can't tell that he's like thralled. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, I, oh, it's just Xander. I totally get them not realizing. And then uh, there he gives this little speech about Dracula gifting these ladies with his own blood. And he's like, and blood. Blood, blood is, is life. life. And that's when he looks at the spider and eats it. Yep. More, more Renfield-esque antics. So they just keep going on about how the woman must want to be taken and burn for him. Uh, Riley starts to offer his help, uh, but Buffy like kind of like just kind of storms out of there. She's like, "I gotta go," and he follows her and he tells her to take off her scarf. Scarf, and she's like, "No, I, I'm not going to." <laughs> He's like very like aggressive and like a little icky here. I thought it was kind of funny until she actually takes off the scarf and uh-huh. then he's like, then he gets weird about it. Right. So she, like, he's he, like, you're he, under the thrall of the dark prince. He takes the scarf off of her. He like rips it yeah. off of her. And he's like, you're under the thrall of the dark prince. Blah! 
again. No, like, but it's like her fault. when he says it, it's to me is delivered as like kind of like funny. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, like 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 that like a kind of like a bantery thing, and then she's like, "No, I'm not," and then he takes it out, and then she takes, it, and then he's like, "Yeah, I guess you just want to fuck Dracula instead of me." <laughs> Right. Also, Xander's like, oh, you think he's mind controlling her? You were watching too many creature features as he eats a fly. Right. <laughs> and Riley's like, oh, with Angel, it's understandable there'd be some transference. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, you bitch. I know. Like, <laughs> also, it's so rude to try to psychoanalyze your girlfriend. Who is, she is not, she did not consent to being bitten. She, it, she was mind controlled. And uh, yeah, so. <laughs> And uh, she says she can't, she's not sure why she tried to hide it. And he's like, see, see, that's Thrall. <laughs> yes. And, you know, good evidence that it's Thrall. Yeah. Well, because, and he says, <laughs> he says, I shouldn't take this personally. And I wrote in my notes, no, you shouldn't, you jackass. Right. But you clearly are. So Giles agrees with Buffy that she should not go near him again. So Xander's like, oh, you can come to my place. I'll make sure you stay put. And Riley and Giles are going to go search for him. And Willow and Tara are going to do a protection spell on Buffy's house because mm-hmm. somehow Dracula got in there and mm-hmm. then we cut to Joyce talking to Willow and Tara <laughs> right it's so funny <laughs> she's like he just seems so nice and normal a little pale <laughs> <laughs> it's like you saw this guy okay is this the third time this has happened this is the third time this has happened because she let in uh, Darla. She let in Darla. Actually, I think Buffy let in Spike, and then he could still get in in season three because mm-hmm. they never did the spell. So, but Joyce just like had had a snack with him mm-hmm. <laughs> with this vampire she met one time. Right. Well, an Angel didn't. He was already invited in, wasn't he? Uh, no. Uh, she. Uh, Buffy had to invite Angel in in that episode. Or Lover's No, Rock. I meant with Joyce. Oh, oh yeah, no, he was trying to stalk her or whatever. And Buffy then, invited him in. And th- No, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, sorry. So he was trying <laughs> to stalk her and like, this is after he was evil. Uh-huh. And then he runs, he tries to like chase her in the house, but that's when they're like finishing up the spell. Yeah, that's right. To uh, block him out. So Joyce, like, she didn't cause Spike to be able to enter their house, but she did let she w- did like let him do it without any protest, and she is the one who let Dar- Darla in. So, well, sort of as far as she knows, other than the "not my daughter, you bitch" part, <laughs> or uh, "stay away from my daughter," or what? Stay the hell away from my daughter. That's what it is. <laughs> yes, she's not Molly Weasley. Yeah, um, one time he's trying to kill your daughter. One time he is tersely and angrily making a pact with her. So he's probably cool to let in the house anyway <laughs> so uh then she makes the she's talking about how dating is hard she's like sometimes you just feel like giving up on men altogether and willow and tara like eh, eh. Yeah. it's so pregnant polls pregnant polls <laughs> yes <laughs> i guess joyce doesn't know maybe buffy thinks she's too old-fashioned i don't know and then uh we have a very quick scene of riley and giles not finding dracula sundown sundown and like yeah we haven't found shit and then they're like at Xander and Anya, or Xander's house with Anya. And he's Anya's like, what com- time is it? <laughs> yeah, Anya's complaining about Slayer sitting. She <laughs> she uh-huh. doesn't want to be there protecting Buffy. And uh, she's like, I know him. I got a really good look at him. I'm the only one. And Xander just puts her in the closet while Buffy stares into space. And the whole time she's like, this isn't funny, Xander. And then uh, he's like, I'm supposed to deliver you the master now. There's this whole deal where I get to be immortal. You cool with that? She's like, take me to him. And they're both very cool with this. And then we go to Fancy Castle. 
yes, Buffy and Xander enter, and he's like, <laughs> "Master, I've delivered the Slayer." She whom you most, who she who you most desire. Sorry, whom? Yes, <laughs> very funny. That was a good one. Uh, like Xander would know the correct usage of the word whom. It was his enchanted uh, mind. Right. <laughs> he was given knowledge as well. He has to have some extra to effectively serve his master. But yeah. Um, and so he's Dracula is like, I knew you would come and we get all that stuff. And then uh, <laughs> he's she's like, why? Because I'm on, I'm under your thrall. Guess again, pal. And she has a stake. And then he just tells her to put it down. She immediately does it. And she <laughs> says, OK. <laughs> and then she's she like, says, I did that <laughs> because I wanted to. Yes. And then she's like, maybe I should rethink that thrall thing. And she does. Like, she's uh. like, oh, <laughs> so fun. she's like, oh, no. It's playing the like uh, the Arrested Development. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> and then uh, we cut back to Giles and Riley after the commercial. And uh, he's like, I've been here a couple of years now. I haven't noticed. Uh, you know, what I haven't noticed <laughs> a castle. A big honking castle. Right. And uh, they go in the front door and then you see like a sister kind of peek around the corner. Yes. One of the three sisters. Yeah. And when yeah, and so it's uh, like she's gonna follow them or something. That's what I thought, but mm-hmm. she's just in a room later. So, <laughs> but and they split up. Uh, we cut to back to. Wait, is this Buffy and Dracula? Yeah, again. Okay, and sorry. he's like, "Stop me, stake me," and she's like, uh, "Any minute now." <laughs> right. <laughs> she's like, "Last night's not gonna happen again. I'm not gonna let you bite me." He's like, okay, whatever. Do you know why you can't resist? You don't want to. And she starts to mention her friends. He's like, yeah, they're here. They won't find us. Right. Uh, and he says, we're alone. Always alone. And Buffy's kind of like, what the fuck? How does he know what I'm thinking all the time? Yes. <gasps> because she always feels alone because she's a slayer. Right. So and he wants to teach her her history, her power, and what her body is capable of. I was like, like mm-hmm. uh, let's do some... Some crazy superpower fucking. <laughs> right. She's like, I don't need to know. He says, "You, but you long to and you will have eternity to, to discover yourself because he's going to turn her into a vampire. But first a little taste. And she's like, I won't let you. And he <laughs> says, I didn't mean for me. And her eyes are like real big. Like, oh, she's like, fuck. <gasps> I'm so horny. I want to eat your blood. And uh, so then we cut back again to Riley and Giles, and <laughs> Xander tries to fight Riley. He punches him and yeah, knocks he immediately him out knocks him out. And then Giles immediately falls into a giant pit, and he's like, "Good show! At least you didn't get knocked out for a chase." <laughs> yes, very funny. That reminded me of the Giles knockout counter. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. We, we never followed that. <laughs> right. Uh, the sexy vampire women descend upon him, and he's like, "You must be the three sisters. I thought you were a myth." That was obviously erroneous, and they're just kind of like holding him down. Well, like one like mounts him, basically. Yeah, she like, like straddles him, him. Or something. and then he's like, "Oh dear God!" And this is like one of those things. Like again, Marty Noxon write my kink into the episode, but also it's like really creepy and like uncomfortable, especially because it's like, "Ooh, Giles really likes this. Like he's <laughs> super into this." And I'm like, "Oh God, I don't like that." Well, there's well, there's the whole element I think too of like they have some sort of hypnotic value, like he does. Right. Exactly. So yeah, there's a whole lot of like uh, messing around with people's free will and uh-huh. stuff in this episode. It's very icky. Yeah, very much. Yeah, Dracula. Dracula is very date rapey, like this whole. Oh episode. yeah, like that's his whole thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, then we have more, yet more Drac and Buffy. Yes, and uh, uh, he starts to cut himself. 
He says, all these years fighting us. It was very long fingernails. Yes, very long fingernails. Your power so near to our own. Never once did you want to know what it is we fight for. Not even a taste. And she starts to like imply that she'll be a vampire if she drinks his blood. And he's like, I haven't drank mu- n- enough of you. You need to be near death for that to happen. And that will only come when you plead for it. And he says, your d- a craving goes deeper than hunger. You think you know what you are. What's to come? You haven't even begun. So the, the terror line from Restless. The callback, yes. We've had the or slash payoff of that, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So things from Restless are starting to happen. So she starts, there's this big orchestral swell as she drinks the blood. And he says, find the darkness, find your true nature. And she gets these flashes of her fighting from previous episodes. Senea mixed in there. Yeah. The first Slayer. And she comes back up and she's like, wow. And she throws him back and she says, that was gross. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, you're resisting. And she says, looks like. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're, we're she, she says, seems to be back to like normal Buffy, not yeah. thralled. She says, I think the thrall has gone out of our relationship, but thanks mm-hmm. for opening my eyes a little. And he clearly mis, uh, like misunderstood Buffy and like completely underestimated her. Because, mm. and also, like, I wonder if it's just Dracula's blood that would do this or if like it's a vampire blood thing. Like, would it would drinking blood from any vampire like awaken this in Buffy? I wonder, I, don't know. I wonder what it would be like unclear so she's like yeah there's not really an exploration i mean like in true blood Mm -hmm. vampire blood is like a drug and actually kind of like gives you like kind of superhuman abilities in some cases uh and they don't really explore anything like that in this show yeah and so he's like what's this and she says it's my true nature want a taste and they fight Get flying kickapow. She gets thrown around a lot. Uh huh. So we cut to Riley finding Giles, and he repels the sisters away with a cross. He helps him out of the pit, and Giles has lost his shoe, and he's like, "Oh no, I need to go back for my shoe." <laughs> and Riley's like, "No more chick pit for you." <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. "I thought it was really funny." Actually. It is. It is funny, but then also it's like, Ugh. <laughs> and then more. Dracula being super strong and kind of like she punches him twice. And then he throws her she across the room like a rag doll. Right. She almost burns up with the torch. <laughs> He's like a guy like you should really think about going electric. Seriously. <laughs> uh, he missed forms upstairs and Buffy makes it there to stake him in time. And she's like, how do you like my darkness now? And he falls down and dusts on the stairs. I feel like his eye makeup is a lot more pronounced in the fight scenes. Maybe oh, yeah, it's just because his eyes are so wide the whole time. <laughs> Probably. Giles and Riley finally find her. Too little, too late, you guys. You could have saved yourselves the trouble. Right. <laughs> and they're like, you okay? She says, chock full of free will. <laughs> uh they're like dracula she says euro trashed and i was like oh buffy the quips the quips the quips and uh so then xander comes in and is very angry he is incredibly angry who's the where's the creep that turned me into a spider eating man bitch and he goes off on a tirade about how he wants to stop being everyone's butt monkey with the eating insects and the funny syphilis right like I was like, butt monkey. I was like, hmm, I, I think that's that. probably homophobic. Yeah, and then Buffy's like, check. No, more no butt, butt monkey. monkey. Yes. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> Riley's like, could have been worse. He could have been making time with the Dracky babes like Giles here. And he's like, I wasn't doing that. I was going to kill them. Those loathsome creatures when Riley interrupting. He's like, you're going to what? Nuzzle them today? Yeah, of course not. I was in complete control. <laughs> 
Uh, so we we cut and we see Dracula start to materialize back in the mansion, and Buffy's there to immediately stake him, and she's like, "You think I don't watch your movies? You always come back." I, mm-hmm. And then he starts to try to materialize again, and she's like, "I'm standing right here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that was funny. really funny. So he's not going to come back to Sunnydale, I guess. But Dracula is also just out there. Like, can he just and never be killed? Unkillable, apparently. Right. That's. I was like, oh, this seems like you should be more concerned. Right. He is in the comics, I know. This episode is like a fever dream. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and then we... So now we cut to the end scene and... Buffy has invited Giles, or sorry, Giles has invited Buffy over to have tea. And this and is where I was cookies. like, this is where I was like, what kind of Carrie Underwood ass outfit is Buffy? <laughs> she looks, it, I've, that I'm sure. That's literally what you said. Exactly. I'm, I am certain I've seen a picture of Carrie Underwood in this exact same outfit, probably with the same hair too. Mm-hmm. Like this like beigey, like ruffly top and the like really dark pants, the dark mm-hmm. blue pants. It looks exactly like a, or like a Jessica Simpson thing, mm-hmm. maybe like it looks a, it's very pop like down to earth pop girly it was the year 2000 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it was i was like i have seen this exact outfit somewhere before so uh they sit down and giles is going to tell her that he's leaving but then Mm -hmm. he's like oh you have something to say you go first and so she kind of starts off in this speech of like you haven't been my watcher for a while I haven't been training and I haven't really needed you that much. But now with Dracula, it made me realize that um, I don't really understand where my powers come from and uh, I need help like understanding that so that I could be better and I really need you, blah, 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 et cetera. And he's like, oh. Yeah. And she makes a point of the fact that like she's past patrolling and she's gone to hunting. Like mm-hmm. she's being more intentional and in embracing this thing a little bit more. Mm hmm. And so it's very interesting. It's a very different... Uh, Buffy has never felt this way about her Slayer powers before. And she wants to, like, cultivate them and learn more about them now instead of yeah, uh, she's ignoring so, them. And sort of, like, at best, just tolerated them as, like, a part of life. And at right. worst, just been, like... Or like, as a, an annoying thing she has to deal with. And at worst, been, like, I actually don't want to do this. Like, Right, exactly. This. And so it's very interesting to see her embracing them in this way. Mm-hmm. And so Giles is like, oh, I don't really have anything to say. It's you know, whatever. Th- thanks. <laughs> and so he drinks his tea and we cut. Yeah, he's uh, very, uh, some really good uh, acting from Anthony. I Easter really love like, when nope, she's like, nothing. I want you to be my watcher again. Like it cuts to his face and he does like this really, this like eyebrow thing. He's like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. And he, it feels so good for him. Right. It's like he's about to start crying. Because well, Giles basically just was floundering all last season with nothing to right. do. Right. Now he's like, I have purpose once again. I don't just have to fuck my friend who goes away eventually. Right. Well, I mean, and they did like come. They did know, come. come. Olivia and Giles did come for sure. They did come to him for <laughs> stuff a few times throughout the season, but it kind of started to get more sparse, I guess, as things went on. Right. And then he was the funny drunk drooling on shoes. Right. <laughs> so... So we cut to Buffy's hallway. We're like, I thought the episode was done. And there's some like very slightly spooky music happening. She walks by Joyce's room while Joyce is getting ready to go out. And she says, me and Riley are going to the movies. And she makes it toward her room. And we just see Buffy looking into her room. And she's like, what are you doing here? And we see an unnamed female child in Buffy's room. (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. And then 
Uh, you hear Joyce from the other room say, Buffy, if you're going out, why don't you take your sister? And then we see both Buffy and Michelle Trachtenberg in frame. And they turn to face the doorway and they each yell together, Mom! And then it cuts to black. And you're like, what the fuck? I, the first time I ever watched this, I literally just thought, I was watching it on Netflix. Uh-huh. And... Netflix had that thing, and it still does this every once in a while, but it had this thing where it would sometimes just like randomly skip around to a different part of a season that you were uh-huh. in. Or like, you know, you could leave, I mean, you could still do this, but you, you you would leave it going and it would just keep auto playing, you know, and and going on to, you know, episode after episode. And then you end up in a different place than where you meant to leave off. Mm-hmm. And I thought that had happened. And I was like, she has a sister? When did that happen? And I was like, I didn't <laughs> skip anything. And I was like, then I w- watched the next episode. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So who the fuck is this bitch? <laughs> who the fuck is Heather? Uh, we will have to wait to find out, won't we? Mm, we will. I just like, I cannot imagine being back before streaming and like, you're watching like Buffy's back after like a three months. Uh, it's the end of the summer. You've just started going back to school, whatever. And you're like, Oh my God, guys, Buffy's on. I can't wait. Season four sucked. I hope it's better. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't be saying that, but mm-hmm. I'm the average person. And then you sit down and you're like, yeah, Buffy. And y- there's like this really weird episode and Buffy likes being a slayer. And you're like, wow, it's Buffy's back. And then she has a fucking sister. And you're like, what the fuck is happening right now? Or if you're Australian. And then the next day at school, you're like, what the fuck was that, you guys? And then you get on the Buffy forums and you're like, what's this girl? <laughs> Who's that girl? Like, I just, it's I wish just... I had had that experience. Uh, yeah, it would have. It must have been really wild to have watched that in real time. And then you have to wait a week to see what comes next, or three months if you're in Australia, or three months if you're in Australia. God damn it! Can you imagine if we had international release dates for these things for TV shows? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure maybe, probably there are some, but like this is was one of the biggest TV shows in the world. Like, it, like right, it, like having the first episode and then waiting while everyone else is getting episodes. Like some people are going to find out mm-hmm. and like, so it's so wild to me. They're going to know they're how would they know? They're going to know. All right. Well, that is the end of Buffy versus Dracula. You don't hear us spoiling anything about this unnamed female child yeah, trespasser. We may or may not have already named before in the episode. Uh, maybe who knows? I don't know what, <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, I, d- I guess we don't have any in memoria because uh, Dracula is still alive. Nobody died. Well, oh, oops. <laughs> Nobody died except for um, the delivery drivers. Nobody died at Stonewall. Nobody. Nobody died. died? <laughs> so. Uh, R.I.P. Delivery driver. It's time for our first stake ranking of season five. Zach. I'm going to float something to you. You can agree or disagree. I forgot to mention this before. What if we changed to a five stake system? Why? I feel like there will be more stakes with a five stake system, even though there like are less stakes. Taking because away we some are points would be... Because we, we, we very often just use seven through ten. So like I feel like maybe restricting ourselves to a smaller spectrum will maybe give us a little bit more variety, perhaps. I don't know. Maybe um, not. Maybe we don't. Hmm. Let's if we do that, let's start on the next one. Okay. <laughs> We're just gonna do ten now. How much are you gonna rate it? Well, I gave it an eight. 
An eight. Or if we were doing four or five out of ten, that would be four. <laughs> sure. Wow, you hate my idea. <laughs> I I don't hate your idea. My point fives would be a lot more impactful. Sure. I mean, we could do five. I don't give a we'll, shit. We'll just we'll just we'll talk about it. We'll right for right now. We'll do ten and we'll convert it if we want to. We'd have to change. <laughs> we'd have to change our intro and everything. Oh, do we say ten ten stakes in that? I think so. I think we just say maybe maybe we do whatever. <laughs> just, let's talk about podcast business business on the air business. Yeah. Hey, you started it. I'm going to give it. I'm also going to give it an eight. I uh, think I I I'm always like eh, Buffy versus Dracula, or whatever. But I think it's actually I think it sets up a lot of really cool stuff for the season. There's a lot of stuff being set up. A whole 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 bunch of stuff. Like yeah, like with char- everyone. whole entire character arcs and everybody has some little element that is going to be brought to bear later yeah, it's, on. It really like pulls you in. I think I think I like this. I I think the freshman still stays down at my the bottom of my list because I did like this more than the freshman. I think um too it's the the meta-ness of it is fun. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, the whole like oh Dracula does exist and yeah, that's really cool. Right. And people being aware of like Dracula and Anne Rice in this universe with vampires. Right. Um so yeah, very funny. Um oh, I read on <laughs> On the on uh, IMDb or somewhere where I was getting trivia, that the eleven dollars that Dracula owes Spike is for a copy of the book Bram Stoker's Dracula <laughs> that <laughs> he funny. destroyed that belonged to Spike. Uh, eleven pounds. Yeah, and I think that sounds hugely expensive for a book that, like, probably. I mean, I guess unless they had very recently thought about this book, which it doesn't sound uh-huh. like they did. Mm, maybe it was a new release at the time. Yeah, I don't know when. I the, don't, wait, when was Dracula written? I don't know. I have no concept of British currency. I don't know why I'm saying it, but it just seems to me like if they were talking about like the 1800s or something, 11 pounds would have been kind of a right. lot for a book. Well, I'm just thinking like I don't know what the reception of the book was when it was written, or when it like if it was shortly after it was written and this guy was famous or something, then like maybe he was charged a lot for his book. Well, because 11 pounds isn't that like that's like and probably be 25 a lot or 30 dollars. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. I also like. Also, that may or may not work depending on when it was written. Cause Spike was sired in like the 1800s or something. I don't know. It just seems like a book would be like less than a pound. Yeah, it does. It does, doesn't it? Anyway, um, again, I know nothing about currency. I don't know why I'm trying to talk about that. Or uh, literacy uh, mass production. <laughs> or liter- literature mass production. <laughs> <laughs> Am All I right. literate? <laughs> Call me young. Call me illiterate. Whatever. <laughs> All right, let's do the MVP. Kyle, who is the MVP I for you? I can't give it to anyone but Buffy. Buffy resisted the thrall and decided to learn more about herself. Yeah, same. Buffy. Very easy, very easy pick. Uh, now it's time for a brief queer analysis of the Zach, the Zach of the episode. I'm going to analyze myself, <laughs> queerly. From Zachary Records, Zach. So, um, this episode is really about Buffy realizing how little she actually understands about where she comes from and her origins, uh-huh. and the origins of the Slayer power. So she doesn't know, you know, the roots and like where it all comes from, the history as well as she wants to. Uh-huh. And that really reminds me of the way that, you know, I feel like queer people have really been, well, I don't feel like it's literally true. Queer people have been just kind of erased from history in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. And so that leads to this whole concept, which I joke about it all the time, you know, in our friend group. I'm like, because there weren't gay people before the 90s. <laughs> right. And it's like, no, it's just like weren't afraid of being murdered for existing as much. Right. Also, like gay liberation goes back to like the 60s and 70s. Anyway, 
but but that's how people act, right? Right. They're exactly. like people act these like these newfangled transes. Yeah, being queer, being trans, being gay is like a new thing, like hasn't happened throughout history. It's like, well, no, actually, just homophobic pieces of shit have just ground it out of the history mm-hmm. and not included it because you know, yeah, religion. Anyway, um, yeah. so. You know, that is that's what it made me think of and like how important it is to like learn about our history. And I always really enjoy like finding, you know, stories online or TikToks even about like this particular thing and like how queer I was or this queer individual or this right. trans person from like the eighteen seventies or something. Uh-huh. These like really groundbreaking people who it's like, you know, at a time when it was a lot more dangerous to do these things. We're like, uh-huh. I'm going to be who I am. Um, so yeah, I think that, that part and learning those things is a really important way to kind of fight that, uh, trans queer stuff being new narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because we have been here throughout all of history and we will continue to be. And it also to me, it evokes the idea of like either not having access to, not knowing that you can, or not wanting to learn mm-hmm. about like queer culture and history, and then right. like coming to the realization that like, ooh, this is like this has something to do with me, and like I kind of actually want to learn about it now. Like, like the the day that you finally decide, okay, I'm gay enough to watch RuPaul's Drag Race, and that like <laughs> catapults you into like a whole like. A, universe of like queer references and history and etc etc right and like so buffy at the end of this episode asking giles to be her watcher again is me at 19 deciding to watch drag race for the first time (laughs) (laughs) right very very good um that's a nice connection i like that uh and yeah i mean i think it's just really it's really just necessary for us to kind of like learn these things because it also combats that whole like they're shoving it down our throats yeah. narrative as well of like oh there are gay people that exist in this piece of media so mm-hmm. they're right shoving it down our throats even though like every piece of media that existed for like the last hundred years was about straight people right and you had like a whole rule about where like you could have gay people but they had to die and they right. couldn't be explicitly mm-hmm. gay come on haze code Barrier let's get gays. sickening yeah yeah so i mean it's it's just <laughs> people are so ridiculous come on lavender scare anyway um yeah so what about the gayest moment yes master <laughs> Bader. <laughs> Bader. Uh Xander was uh Xander was a sub bottom and I love him for that. Yes. <laughs> Very good. All right, Zach. Oh, <laughs> did you have your own gayest moment? Um sometimes you do that. Yes. It's also sort of Xander centric. Uh-huh. Uh, you are strange and off putting. Go away now. <laughs> oh, just, same moment. It just was giving me like drag queen at the meet and greet. <laughs> I love it. Like uh with a an over overly annoying fan. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Xander is our little bottom bitch boy for this episode. Mm-hmm. He's our butt monkey. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Zach, do you want to tell everyone where they can find us now that we've started season five? I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I'm so excited for the next episode and then the next one and then the next one and then the next one. <laughs> I can't wait till episode five. Ah! I'm also very excited. <laughs> I'm glad you're super excited too. Um, 
So hopefully the rest of you are also excited to hear us yes. talk about the rest of season five. Uh, that is it for Buffy versus Dracula. It sure is. If you liked what you heard, be sure to follow us on uh, Spotify or Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, subscribe. What is that the word? Podcast. What? Subscribe. You, I, you, so, yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I just had a weird moment. Brain fart. So anyway. Just do whatever it, it is you do to get podcasts. Subscribe. <laughs> well, it's follow on Spotify. I think it's subscribe, subscribe on Apple Subscribe on Apple, I think. So subscribe. Uh, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that please. really helps Pretty please. us. And we love reading them aloud on we the pod. We sure do. And uh, you can find us on our social media, which we have been neglecting. But we will be getting back into the groove of... Uh, at Buffy Gaze Pod on Instagram and TikTok. We sure will. You can also reach out to us through our email at buffygaze at gmail.com. Leave us any kind of message that you wish. Share us with your friends. And, uh, you know, this has been Season 5, Episode 1 of Buffy the Vampire <laughs> Slayer. Join us next week for Season 5, Episode 2, Real me i'm sure this like mm. girl was just like a fluke and she's just gonna be gone so yeah like we don't have to worry about what if her. they only had that scene and then she was never in the show <laughs> she's just gone imagine the theories that'd be so funny till next time i am kyle and i'm zach and we are your buffy buffy Gays. Gays. happy slaying happy slaying uh, goodbye, goodbye.